honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Logan Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Nice to be back on board once again today. The Minnesota Timberwolves continue a fairly frustrating month of March. Uh, yeah, sheesh, we're pretty much 500 so far, right? Five and five. And another split week, uh, some maddening losses in this one. Finished very strong with a franchise record 56 points by Carl Anthony Towns against the Atlanta Hawks. But again, a two and two week. We cannot forget about that part. Nope, we uh, can forgive, but we can't forget. Losing to Memphis? Really? That Philadelphia game? Yeah, okay, the plane was four hours late and all that stuff, and you had to travel to Philly and... Uh, but still, is it Philadelphia? Is Philadelphia that far from New York? And do you have to put in that kind of a game? And yikes, there's some some nasty stuff. Uh, Mr. Joel Embiid, though, another freak injury. He's got an injured eye socket. So, yeah, he's out for a while. And that's not good for Philadelphia. He better get healthy in a quick hurry because playoff time is beginning. Uh, you look over the standings and everything. Houston's pretty much going to wrap up home court advantage, i got to think, throughout the playoffs. Toronto still hanging on. The home court advantage in the East. I would not be surprised if that is your NBA Finals, but of course, maybe you'll see Cleveland and Houston. You still might see the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals. Northern Cal guy. No, he's North Carolina guy because that's really where he's from. Del Curry, Charlotte Hornets, the original Charlotte Hornets, the the Hornikins that moved to New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah, that team. Um, yeah, we're just going to kind of look at stuff here and there. The playoffs are getting closer. Philadelphia looks like a big threat there in the Eastern Conference. You never know. They're even a dark horse threat. They're only a half game behind the Cleveland Cavaliers. Weird. Uh, Detroit's five games behind Milwaukee. Milwaukee's pretty much going to wrap up that eighth seed. And there's your uh, eight teams in the East for the most part. Charlotte, New York, Brooklyn, Chicago, Atlanta, and Orlando all on the outside looking in. Of course, in the Western Conference, slightly different situation. The Wolves hold a two-game lead over the Los Angeles Clippers. Actually, it's a one-and-a-half game lead over the Los Angeles Clippers. Again, we'll talk about Carl Anthony Towns' 56-point game. We'll also talk about those manning losses. Memphis, what the bleep. Another something-called-this-guy-something-called-that-guy type of situation uh, emerged late in that game. And Why are you letting Memphis hang on that long? But I knew it. Did I say it? Did I say it? I just knew something was going to happen in that game because the Memphis Grizzlies always beat the Timberwolves. Paul Gasol always has his way. And then there's always some other guy. Like Jermichael Green. I was like, who the hell is this? And he ends up being okay. And now there's another one. We'll get to him in a few minutes. Well, we won in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> the 23rd of March. We, we won in Madison Square Garden. It's about time we did something there. Because we always seem to struggle there too. 108-104 in a game the Wolves probably should have like pulled away a lot earlier. And we didn't because the bleeping third quarter was the bleeping third quarter. Uh, the Wolves took the lead, hung on to it and all that. And then the third quarter was what it was. The New York Knicks hung on for a while. Carl Anthony Towns, a 24-13 type of game. Almost fouled out in the game. Did have a few blocks, which was helpful. But generally speaking, not a very fun game to watch. Uh, Jamal Crawford had some fun from downtown, but didn't shoot that great. Andrew Wiggins didn't shoot well. Jeff Teague didn't shoot well. Carl did 14-24, to the attempts to points ratio. But look at Andrew Wiggins, 15-17. to 15 attempts, 17 points. Teague, 13 attempts, 10 points. 
Ah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sucks. Um, well, yeah, there's your Palladino-Joey ratio there. Points to, attempts to points ratio. That sucks. Uh, Tyus, zero field goal attempts and he got five points. So, yeah, okay, he got four, uh, five free throws. He made them all. He got some assists. He was good. He's quiet but good at the same time, setting other players up. Not a very entertaining game. Not very fun to watch necessarily. Uh, Nemanja extremely efficient though. Eight field goal attempts, 17 points. He was very effective and he hit the outside shot and he's setting other players up as well and solid defense. Love what Nemanja Bielitsa brought in the New York Knicks game and it helped the Wolves emerge victorious. Um, and the Wolves clinched their first winning record since 2005. The first season the Wolves missed the playoffs, remember, when Kevin McHale took over for the fired Flip Saunders. Uh, the Wolves went on a little run with uh, McHale uh, in the late stretches of that season. I think McHale, yeah, he, he moved Troy Hudson in the starting lineup, this and that, because things were kind of going sour with other players. It was a mess. I, yeah, yeah, it was a very weird situation. And Rashad McCants' minutes went down to pretty much nothing, which again, which was, uh, oh, actually, no, that was a couple years later after Mr. McHale fired uh, Randy Whitman. I'm going crazy. But that was a sure indication when the guy that drafted you is putting you at the end of the bench that McCants... Yeah, we're seeing what McCants is, a guy you don't want to play at all. Uh, the reason the Knicks hung on in this game was not because of the Unicorn, because he wasn't even available. So, again, why? Why aren't you putting this team away? The Unicorn wasn't even available. He was sick, injured and sick and all that good stuff. <sighs> Yuck. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. was outstanding. He was making everything. Off-balance, three-point shots that were going in. It's like, oh, get out of town. Uh, Jamal Crawford's a guy that's capable of making those as well, and good for him, but... Tim Hardaway Jr., a guy I wouldn't have minded the Wolves drafting a few years back, but he was taking a few picks ahead of Minnesota, so it wasn't going to happen. Uh, Emmanuel Mouillet, I don't even know who that is. Like, what, what's going on? And I know, I guess I know who he is, but I don't know who he is, if you know what I'm saying. What the hell kind of nonsense is that? I thought he was going to be better. He's not He's not been better. Uh, Trey Burke, solid off the bench. That's Pumpa's guy there from Michigan. Nine assists in the game, but again, Tim Hardaway Jr., 39 points, 6 of 11 from downtown. Overall fun game for Tim Hardaway Jr. if you're a fan of guys like him, right? No, I'm kidding. No, he was good. He was a good player. I'm just messing around. Uh, very uh, impressed with what Tim Hardaway brought, but again, ugh, ugh, annoying that the Knicks hung on in this one as long as they did. The unicorn wasn't even there. Of course, that's Christoph's Porzingis for those of you that are like, um, I don't follow nicknames. Just tell me the real name, okay? Yeah, that's kind of how I am sometimes, but <laughs> kind of. But I follow close enough that I know most of them. Oh, Joel Embiid, Mr. Instagram, I guess. Oh, Instagram, give me a break. What are you, 14? Okay, I'm just kidding. Uh, why do I do we? Uh, <laughs> I guess we're all guilty of some of these applications. Me, I guess it's just Facebook, Twitter, mostly for the shows, though, damn it. And my ranting. My, my, my occasional rants about this and that. <laughs> The Philadelphia 76ers, speaking of ranting, something you would do if you're a Wolves fan, 120 to 108. The score does not reflect what an awful blankety-blank game this was. It was terrible. Uh, happy birthday, Paul Tuna vs. Caniff. Saturday, March the 21st, 38 years of age. He's now tied with me, but then I'll take the lead again like I do every July. So, yep, it's a race Paul will never win. I'm a few months ahead of, a few, a few months ahead of him there. So, actually, no, I'm over, almost a year there in that sense. Um, ben Simmons... Ben Magic Simmons out there doing what he does, not shooting three-pointers, but certainly setting other players up and getting his fourth triple-double in seven games. Are you kidding me? 
Uh, Nemanja, not so good. Todd Gibson, not so good. Carl, woo, this is one of the worst ones for him. 15 and 15 when it comes to the old attempts to points ratio. Andrew Wiggins with his usual yuck vest, 17 and 16. And I, again, I can't say enough how much I love Andrew Wiggins, but you, you look at some of these indicators. I mean, this is an indicator <clears throat> of who's playing well. You know, I, I think it's a good statistic. I'm sure some of you out there do as well. Again, 17 attempts, 16 points. That blows. <laughs> it does. It sucks. Balls, man. And, you know, I don't like to talk like that all the time, but that sucks. Jeff Teague, one of eight. So Jeff Teague with the Atlanta Hawks type of game, <clears throat> if you know what I mean, earlier in the season when he had like one one basket made and 11 shots or something like that. It was horrible. Uh, eight shots and three points. <laughs> oh, Carl, 15 and 15, though. Oh, everybody sucked in this game. Oh, and Carl Anthony Towns, it looked like he was going to have one of those big emphatic dunks, especially that you'd see against the Hawks in a couple days. But uh, Joel Embiid knocked it right out of his hand. Oh, Joel, just, oh, it's so sad and frustrating to see this. As great as Carl Anthony Towns is, franchise player for the Timberwolves, and his defense has improved during the course of the season, all that. But Joel Embiid just owns him, and it's it sucks. Oh, that's that's hard to watch. Thank you, Tom Thibodeau, for extending your bench a little bit here. Not that it mattered or anything, <clears throat> but thank you for extending your bench. Stop leaving guys in there for X amount of time when there's just no point. And that's the only reason the Wolves kind of sort of got back in the game because these guys, they want a chance to play, and they had a good game. Uh, Marcus Georges Hunt, 11 points off the bench. Jamal Crawford, well, 13. His minutes are about, you know, the same. A little about 21 minutes. Tyus Jones got 25 minutes. I can't imagine why you'd take Jeff Teague out. Can't imagine why you take him out in this game. As good as Jeff Teague plays at times, he has games like this sometimes, and Tyus Jones should be out there. Um, yes, he's a plus 14, but of course, that's a little fourth quarter rally when the Wolves are trailing by like 30 points. So we finished losing by, what, 12? So, okay, well, <laughs> we only lost by 12. <laughs> but yeah, at least you got to see these guys play and play well. Gorgie Zheng with a double-double, which you miss seeing. Cause you know it's in him. Even added a block and a steal in the game. 15 points, 11 rebounds along the way. Had uh, Gorgie Zheng had 20, over 26 minutes. Cole Aldrich with a season high, I gotta think. About a 12 minutes out there. And Brooks, 12 minutes. Cole with 4 points. Brooks with 8. Kind of nice to see these guys at least getting some burn out there. And of course, Derek Rose has not returned from the ankle tw- uh, tweak. Ugh, come on, Derek. Come on, come on now. Come on, come back. We, we could use you, Derek. We could use a little help. We probably could have used some of that athleticism against Philadelphia, but it probably wouldn't have mattered. Joel Embiid's number is not that sexy, but it's just, again, that block was symbolic of how things are going between Carl and Joel Embiid. He had 19 points, only six rebounds in the game, but again, one of those three blocks was pretty embarrassing. Ben Magic Simmons, though, with that 15-point, 13-assist, 12-rebound game out there. So again, good job by Ben Magic Simmons getting the job done out there. Uh, Australian magic is what we should call him, I guess. Aussie magic. Aussie magic, yes. (laughs) Bill and Nelly, 17 off the bench for Philly in a game that, I don't know, the ball was just spread around all over the place, and of course it's going to be when you have the Australian Magic Johnson out there. So (laughs) keep calling him that. And Well, he had a good game, and more power to him. (sighs) Do we have to talk about this? It's Black Monday. Black Monday for the Timberwolves, March the 26th. Mm. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. Can, can we pass on this one? 101-93 Memphis in Target Center. Again, did I warn you about this game last week? Did I? 
just listen back to the last episode in the game preview segment. We have, uh, again, four games to review here, three to preview coming up. Pivotal games, by the way, Utah and Denver among Dallas. Of course, you got to win it in Dallas, even though the, it's in Dallas and it's not as easy, but you got to win that game. And this isn't loading, and I don't know why, but eh, whatever. Uh, I don't even have to load anything. I saw what I saw. You saw what you saw. You saw Paul Gasol again have his way with Carl Anthony Towns. And you saw some guy, Selden, very Selden used. Oh, Seldom. Seldom, you mean, but it's Selden in this case. Selden. I've Selden heard of this guy. And he had a hell of a game. Wayne Selden Jr. Uh, just like our buddy over there in... Uh, Brooklyn. No, I'm forgetting his name. What the heck was it? I'll pick it up one of the, in a few minutes. Maybe I'll grab that name again. But it's the same thing. You know, you could use all these... You could get funny with the name because of Seldom and Selden. You know, he's Selden used out there. But he had a Seldenly awesome game. Uh, 23 points. He was hitting clutch threes down the stretch. That's after the Grizzlies were able to hang in there so long because the Wolves got soft after playing fairly halfway decent. But they left Memphis in striking distance. You know, that's what happened. You had an okay third quarter, and then your fourth quarter, you score 11 points. Liar. You liar, you liar! And that led me to write on my Facebook page, not that you care, but maybe you do, the Timberwolves don't deserve to make the playoffs. Um, And, you know, games like this make you want to say that. It's like you calm down, you feel a little better. Okay, just make the playoffs anyway. Okay, we'll forgive, but I'm not going to forget. This is bullcrap. Stop losing to the Memphis Grizzlies. Even, you know, even when they were good and everything, it's like you were there, you were winning the game, and you let it go. Stuff like that. And then you have games like this, where Memphis isn't even trying anymore, and they lost by 61 points last week. But again, any team can win on any night. Funny things happen. Hockey's the worst. Hockey and football are the worst that way. We're the worst team in the league and knock out the best team on a given night. <clears throat> but basketball, funny things happen too. I mean, you used to see the Bobcats beat the Lakers. <laughs> Remember that, Vince? I think you do. And that's when the Lakers were pretty good. They weren't like, you know, a 32-win team, 35-win team out there. Uh, and Kobe Bryant was healthy. He didn't have a torn Achilles tendon, that type of thing, you know. And I'm not trying to bring that up to be mean. It's just, I'm just saying he was healthy before all that happened. So, funny stuff happens, but 11 points in the fourth quarter? I mean, are you kidding me? This kind of stuff can't happen. Just stop playing around. Stop. Please stop. But uh, that's what happens. I I don't know. Selden, 23 points, 4 of 6 from downtown. He was nailing them, and he got the crucial turnover down the stretch, which iced it. But then again, I suppose Memphis just about already had it. But any type of hope the Wolves maybe had in the game was snuffed off for good when Selden had the little pick six or pick two, I guess it would be in basketball, the steal, breakaway and dunk type of situation there. Um, Selden had a nice game and all, more power to him. Mario Chalmers who's bouncing across the league. He's got, a, he's got a few rings there with the Miami Heat and good for him. And Torsty got one in college as well with a team I do not want to win this weekend. Freaking Kansas, if I remember correctly. I do not want Kansas to win. Can I can I make that clear? I don't want Kansas to win. Go go Villanova, go Loyola. I'd even cheer for Michigan. Yes, I'd even cheer for Michigan. I I don't like Kansas. I don't know why. I just don't. It's nothing personal. I just don't like the Kansas whatever they are, the Jayhawks. I I don't like them. Um and okay, Andrew Wiggins is on them, so I'll like him a little bit for that case. But I don't like Kentucky either, Mister Carl Anthony Towns. 
I don't like one and done. I don't like the one and done Wildcats. That's what they are. Let's cheer for the Villanova Wildcats where they do it a little different. And that's why you got to see the big V on my on my Facebook page. And I got the hat over there. And yeah, I don't know. It's fun to watch uh, March Madness. And I'm cheering for Villanova or Loyola this weekend. I'm sure most of you are. No, a lot of people don't like Michigan. Some do. I'm okay with them. Um, um, I'd rather see teams like Louisville or Villanova win it all. And of course, the Govers would be even better. But when are the Govers going to get to the Final Four? The only time they did, they got nailed for cheating. So, academic fraud. Great. And then we've never even come close since. We, we haven't even gotten to the Sweet 16 since then. And the Gophers were a fairly proud uh, program back in the Clem Haskins days. And it's too bad. Throughout the 80s and 90s. So, most of the 80s. Uh, well, half of the 80s and all of the 90s. All of the 90s. And then you bring in Dan Munson, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I could go on forever. There I go, going off into that. <laughs> but hey, you know, it's basketball. It's the NCAA tournament, and you got the Final Four coming up this weekend. Not the Frozen Four. This is the Hardwood Four. Uh, so, Hardwood Four. Yikes. That's weird. But it works, I guess. Um, the Hardwood Four is coming up, and Villanova or Loyola. What a wonderful story, Loyola. And I know you've all heard about the sis, the, the, the old lady and everything, and she's been... Uh, Wonderful. So good for her. Absolutely. Would be happy to see her get it. Um, amazing thought, though, about all that. The Govers won a national championship in like 1902, 1903. And I'm not kidding. That's when they last, they, they won a championship, but that was back when it was like a peach basket. And I'm not even kidding. I don't even, I didn't even know college basketball existed that far back, but I, I, I guess it did. I, well, it, <laughs> but Loyola actually won it all in 1963, just about a month after a certain guy who would rule the city of Chicago um, 20 years later or so, would start to rule that city 20, 25 years later. Michael Jordan, yep. So they actually won the national championship in 1963. Well, when you sit back and think about that, it's like, wow, they actually have won it all before? Huh, that's crazy. Um, but hey, maybe they will again. <laughs> the last time they got this far, they won it all. The last time they got to the Elite Eight, they won it all. Okay. You can see how 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 uh, I feel about this stupid game with the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Jeff Teague played well. Jeff Teague played well in this game. In fact, he was downright great. 25 points, 7 assists type of game. Getting that floater going, getting to the free throw line, making all of his free throws. Solid, solid game. This is what you want to see out of Jeff Teague more than, often, uh, more than possible. Uh, more than you don't see it anyway. Um, this is the kind of Jeff Teague you're going to need if you're going to be successful in the playoffs. Unless you play Houston or Golden State, then you might not have to... It might not matter. Nemanja, I don't know. The guy has great games, then he has yucky games, and this was one of the yucky ones. Zero points. Yuck. Um, mm, uh, but this this game just, I, I don't know. Uh, Jamal Crawford did 30 minutes, and he shot too much. More field goals than made. More field goals than points, we'll say. Uh, 12 to 10 there. Yuck. Uh, Gargi Zheng, barely getting any minutes. I, I don't understand this at all. Like, what's the point? Ah. Uh, I understand you're trying to keep the guys in the game, but maybe you should change things up a little bit, Coach Thibodeau. I, I don't understand you. This guy's weird, you know. And guys aren't buying in defensively. You saw a soft defense down the stretch, and that's why Memphis pulled away. And that's it. Let's move on. Congratulations, Wayne Selden Jr. Best of luck to you. I hope your career uh, progresses in a positive direction. So let's move on. March the 28th, 126 to 114. This is, of course, Wednesday against the Atlanta Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks, 
Okay. And I was saying, you don't want to, you, you know, you've got to beat both of these teams. Well, at least we beat one of them. And Carl responded nicely in this game. And what did I say? Well, who usually does well against this team? Big men. Who did well against the Atlanta Hawks in this game? Well, at least one big man did. Taj Gibson wasn't as necessary. He only attempted four shots. So, because Carl uh, attempted 32. Shall we do the field goal thing again? Just for the hell of it. I know maybe you're getting tired of hearing about it by now. 32 attempts, 56 points. There were some clangs in there. There were some clang shots. And of course, uh, those are the, you know, like you're, you're watching very closely to see how Carl did as you're watching the game back again and watching this and that. You see a lot. Of, I saw a lot of the clangs, which is funny. But there weren't that many. Uh, six of eight from downtown. He was scorching the net there. 12 of 15 at the free throw line. You saw a play by Nemanja Bialica that I think is very underrated. Uh, it was a Randy Moss adjusting to the ball type of catch and kind of volleying it to himself was uh, Mr. Nemanja Bialica as the pass was down, kind of the sideline close to the basket in Nemanja's case. I guess on your TV screen it would be to your left. But uh, Nemanja's right. You get the idea. Uh, Nemanja making a great... Uh, <clears throat> Spectacular catch. That's Nemanja, of course, facing out, not facing the basket, but back to the basket, I suppose you'd call it. A spectacular uh, job of keeping the ball, the concentration, keeping the ball inbounds, not letting it get away. And then an incredible uh, quick pass to Carl Anthony Towns with an emphatic dunk. I mean, that was, to me, that was the most awesome play of the game. And Nemanja deserves a ton of credit. That was one of his three assists in the game. But again, 56 point, 15 rebound effort by Carl Anthony Towns. Very few have achieved numbers like this in a single game. Uh, outstanding. Uh, four assists going along with Carl as well. We're talking Hall of Fame player level here. Uh, and then you get guys like Wilt Chamberlain who did it like a hundred times, which is really crazy. But that was Wilt Chamberlain. And in the in the 50s and 60s, well, late 50s, very late 50s, all the 60s and early 70s and such. But more of with his Philadelphia uh, 76ers days, now with the Lakers. Uh, Mr. Uh, Will Chamberlain would have crazy. He he, he averaged 15 point, uh, 50 points a game in a season So along the way. So 50-point games were not very rare for uh, a guy by the name of Will Chamberlain. So that was a different situation. He was the first Shaq, basically. Just imagine a Shaquille O'Neal in an era where guys were kind of slower, skinnier and stuff, and then you get a Shaquille O'Neal type of guy out there. Uh, not quite as big as Shaq, but big enough <laughs> in comparison. And, of course, the talent going along with the uh, the size and Will Chamberlain. And that's what you get. You get 50-point type games. 50-point, 30-rebound type games. Uh, insane. Unbelievable. And Wilt, uh, Wilt, Carl Wilt Chamberlain Towns had an awesome game out there. A Wilt Chamberlain type effort by Carl Anthony Towns. And it was really awesome. Uh, franchise record. We can finally remove <laughs> Corey Brewer and, of course, Mo Williams who had a 52-point game few years back, Carl Anthony Towns eclipses it when he got to that when he hit that three-pointer, which gave him 54 points and then ended up finishing things off with 56. So now it the franchise single-game record belongs to a more appropriate name. Yeah, like a Kevin Love, Kevin Garnett, or Carl Anthony Towns type of guy, and it was Carl Anthony Towns. So there it is. Uh, Kevin Love and Kevin Garnett cannot pass Carl now because it's too late. I don't see Kevin Love getting 60 points in a game and Kevin Garnett's you know, yeah, he's 42 almost in, in May. So, yeah, that's not going to happen. So, yeah, wonderful game. Really fun to watch. Nice to see Carl take charge in a game. And not only take charge, just dominate and have fun against a team that doesn't really 
defend well down low. They're not that intimidating. I wish Carl would stop uh, getting beat up by guys like Pau Gasol. And again, easy for me to say. I, I mean, I wouldn't have an easy time with Pau. Uh, I just called him Paul. Mark Gasol down low. And Pau Gasol too, by the way. Pau Gasol has owned us too for like 15 years. But uh, Mark Gasol just owns us every bleep in time we play them. <sighs> Even in games when he's not good, he ends up finishing good. That's everything. There's Mark Gasol. But Carl... Probably getting a little frustration out and getting the job done against the Atlanta Hawks and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Inching closer to the playoffs, and that's great. So winning record continuing in a positive direction. The Timberwolves are 10 games above 500, 43 and 33, a game and a half ahead of the Los Angeles Clippers. Denver Nuggets right there, breathing down their neck. And of course, uh, we want to thank the Boston Celtics for beating the Utah Jazz. So let's wrap up this segment here and now. The Alpha Wolf Award, despite having an icky game against the Memphis Grizzlies, is going to still go to Carl Anthony Towns because he set a franchise record. And he had a Will Chamberlain type of game. So congratulations, Carl Anthony Towns, for absolutely uh, grabbing that that uh, that award and taking it, just grabbing it big time. Um <laughs> grabbing it by the reins. I'm like trying to pick up the right thought there. And of course, the Johnny Flynn Memorial, well, who's that going to go to? I don't know. I mean, certain games here and there, the Memphis game in general, the defense down the stretch. Wayne Seldon Jr., damn it. No, okay. <laughs> Wayne Seldon Jr. Nemanja had some icky games. Carl had a not-so-good game. T got an awful game, but he had a good game against Memphis in a game we got destroyed anyway. It's not his fault we lost that game necessarily because he was one of the few positives but against the Sixers, he was sick, sickening to watch. Um, more solid effort against the Hawks this time around, I would have to hope, complete versus last time. But, you know, not that good, though. Still at 4 of 12, but he managed to get 8 assists in the game. Did Jeff Teague, by the way. Most of us were watching Carl Anthony Towns, though. Everyone else kind of was halfway there. Nemanja, extremely efficient in the time he was out there, though. And, of course, again, that spectacular pass, uh, concentration and completion to Carl Anthony Towns. Um... I don't know. Johnny Flynn Memorial is going to go to the whole team for that, for those two, uh, those two games against uh, Philly and Memphis. The excuse making, like, okay, the airplane, this and that, was four, we were four hours late getting out of there from uh, New York to Philly. And then, of course, the, you know, the whole effort against the Grizzlies was horse crap. I mean, you, you follow up, you follow up an uh, awful game in Philly with an, with an even worse game against Memphis at home. I mean, stupid. <laughs> so, I don't know what to say with that, other than I'm annoyed in a big way. So, there it is. So, we'll wrap up this segment. We'll come back. We'll preview three very, very, very important games in the Western Conference coming up this week. Dear Minnesota Timberwolves, please stop losing to the Memphis Grizzlies. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two, three games to preview, like mentioned before, and then it's the Timberwolves head to Dallas, Texas to play the Dallas Mavericks on the 30th of March. That's today. We wrap up the month of March. There is one more day tomorrow, but of course, yeah, no game. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves will be playing the Dallas Mavericks once again. Of course, you would hope a very winnable game, but is it? Uh, well, we'll just have to wait and see with that one, won't we? Yeah, our, our history there is yeah, good sometimes, sometimes not so good. As luckily, so far this season, the Timberwolves have actually been sweeping the Dallas Mavericks. So, so far, 
Minnesota 3-0 and against the Mavericks on November the 4th. Minnesota wins 112-99 over Dallas, 111-87 over the Mavericks on November the 17th, and then most recently December the 10th. It's been a while. 97-92 in Target Center. Of course, the second one there was in Dallas. 111-87. I think the Bulls' chances of sweeping the Mavericks are decent. It's not the easiest game ever, but, well, take care of business. Let's beat this team. Let's sweep the Mavericks for the first time since God knows it's been forever. So, it'd be nice to see the Wolves finally get that done. Dallas Mavericks certainly in the rebuilding mode now. They're going to be in the draft lottery for the first time in quite a while, like they used to be back in the day when both the Wolves and the Mavericks were fighting for the worst records in the NBA in the 90s, in the earlier half of the 90s and such. Remember those days, Doug West and all those other players, Jamal Mashburn. They had some good players, but they didn't win a whole lot of games back in the day. Uh, they started to get better over the course of time. Dirk Nowitzki has played all 74 games, so good for him. Averaging a little under 25 minutes a game, 12 points. Is this finally it for Dirk Nowitzki? I got to think he's pretty close. Um, it's got to be getting close. He did have an extension last year, but this is this it. Uh, Dallas won out of their last five. They lost three in a row to New Orleans, Utah, and Charlotte. Beat the uh, Sacramento Kings by six in Sacramento. Not too bad. And then lost by ten to Vince Germano's Lakers there. And then, now, of course, host the Timberwolves. So there you go. Doug McDermott and all that with the Mavericks while well, he was traded. Uh, Devin Harris has played some games, missed some games. That's another guy from the past. Blast from the past there. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. has missed a few games, but when he's been out there, he's been good. Harrison Barnes, just one of those guys who's a decent player, but leading a bad team in scoring. Nerlens Noel, oft injured. He's only been in 28 games, and he's been fairly invisible, unfortunately. Uh, maybe he could be easy to acquire at some point, but would he even be worth it to, uh, worth acquiring if that's all you're going to get from him is like 30 games a year or something? So no excuse. The Wolves need to get the job done. Uh, Wesley Matthews and such. Most recently, Wesley Matthews not been good against the Wolves, but in the past, he'd been very dangerous, very frustrating, particularly in the last win by Dallas over Minnesota last season in Dallas, Texas. Minnesota should sweep this team. Uh, J.J. Barea in his feisty little whatever. He likes to shoot the ball. He's a solid player. He likes to put up shots, sometimes ill-advised ones, sometimes good ones, attacking the basket, getting the job done. But I think the Minnesota Timberwolves will ultimately sweep the Dallas Mavericks, and I think there's no excuse, quite frankly. Minnesota needs to go on a run here, a little run to ensure uh, they make the postseason here. Go 2-1, and 3-0 and this week. I, I hope so. Obviously, none of these games are easy, but this is one you need to win. You need to get the job done, get your 44th win of the season, get that much closer to the postseason. Uh, Minnesota, of course, the, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns has been the leader. He's been the star, and that's pretty much all there is to it throughout the course of the season. Andrew Wiggins, is he going to get 20-ish? I'm not sure, but just, I, you know, I mean, there isn't a whole lot of threat down low. There's no reason for, to believe that Carl Anthony Towns won't have a good game. He's had some good history against the Mavericks for the most part. In fact, he did last time around with 28 points and 12 rebounds, stuff like that. Jimmy Butler was solid in the game, but Carl Anthony Towns was the definitely the, the main reason the Wolves won the game, I'd have to say, and I expect the same moving forward against the Dallas Mavericks and such. So let's try to move forward <clears throat> ever so slightly. Pardon me for, <laughs> I always have a frog in my throat, it seems like, which is not very helpful at the end of the day. As now I move on to Sunday, happy Easter. Minnesota Timberwolves will host the Utah Jazz on Sunday, April the 1st, Easter Sunday, <clears throat> Utah Jazz, 6 p.m. game. Not cool. not bad. This will be, we'll at this point know who the uh, final game is. March, <laughs> excuse me, uh, April the 2nd, Monday, April the 2nd. 
Villanova versus Loyola. That's right, Villanova versus Loyola, or at least I would hope so. Ricky Rubio and the Utah Jazz, and, oh, yeah, I mean, well, we'll see what happens there, Donovan Mitchell and such. It's, you know, I mean, yeah. uh, what do you say? Uh, can the Wolves win this game? Yes. Will they? I don't know. It's, it's been a pesky, annoying little matchup for the Wolves for forever, and now even more annoying of late. I I hate this team, man. I hate the Jazz. But then again, I guess the Wolves had beaten them twice. And let's close out the season series. I figured the Wolves would lose in Utah on the 2nd of March and then close out the series and win it on the 1st of April. And I'm going to stick with that. Why don't the Wolves just go out there and get the job done this week? You know, and you know the home game, this and that. No excuses. Uh, Utah and Minnesota has been fairly close. Of course, Minnesota winning by only three on the 20th of October, way back earlier, <laughs> the second game of the season. 109.98 on November the 13th. Minnesota won that one. And, of course, Utah in a very frustrating game that got pretty feisty. Jeff Teague, Ricky Rubio, and others. March the 2nd, 116-108. to 108. Kind of a yucky game, but very cool jerseys by the Utah Jazz. Now Donovan Mitchell, slam dunk champion and future star player, at least potentially, in this league. Rodney Hood, who's, of course, been traded during the of time. He's been all over the place, of course. Um... What do you do now with this team? Of course, Rodney Hood now in the Cleveland Cavaliers. He was a nice player for Utah, but he's no longer there. He's been a 15 points game, 15 points a game kind of guy through most of his career. He's even he was even better in Utah. Uh, Rudy Gobert, 14 points, 11 rebounds, and multiple blocks every game, every night. Ricky Rubio so far this season, he's only missed uh, three games, four games this year. He's been very steady in that sense, but the numbers are the same. It's the same. He's he's had some good games here and there, and then and then other than that, it's the same thing. It all comes out to the same thing. About five and a half points or five and a half assists, pardon me, and about thirteen, twelve or thirteen points to Ricky Rubio. It's all relative, folks. So all of you are getting mad that oh Ricky's gone and oh now look at him blowing up in Utah. No, he's not. He just had some good games, like he had some good games here. And there's nothing wrong with having the good games, but let's not kid ourselves that Ricky Rubio is suddenly way better in Utah than he was in Minnesota because he's not. Uh, field goal percentage from downtown, he makes one-third of his threes. Exactly. 3-3.3. So, and 40% from the floor. Okay, he's better than 30-something from the floor, but hey, that's about what he has always been. About 40%, and that's what he's shooting from the floor now. A little under 41%. Okay, so it's kind of like it is what it is and whatever. Uh, it's a mix of some good players and some not-so-good players. This team gets it gives a good effort, though, and, of course, their coach, very solid, very strong. Uh, Quinn Snyder out there, obviously, one of the better coaches out there, underrated, under the radar and all that. Utah's always been under the radar, and, of course, the city of Salt Lake City, the scenery and all that. Talk about underrated. Like, people talk about this place, they talk about that place. Salt Lake City's a place I'd like to visit. Absolutely. I think it's beautiful. I would love to go see that place. Uh, anything you you have seen of it, photographs, this and that, videos, and all that. It's amazing. And I don't know. I think the city is underrated. The team, obviously, has always been under the radar. Like when the Utah Jazz played the Chicago Bulls in the finals, it's like, eh, screw the Jazz. But, of course, Stockton and Malone didn't do themselves any favors throughout their career. Not the friendliest guys in the world and kind of chippy out there on the floor as well. But uh, Carl, in his early career, was quite the spectacle out there. Very, very amazing to watch. 
with that athleticism and strength with Carl Anthony Towns back in the good old days. This team, of course, you see, you know, the, the culture is still there in terms of the effort. You always get good effort out of the Utah Jazz. Even when they stink, they're still obviously a feisty team that's tough to play at times. And then you get some athleticism in Donovan Mitchell, who's leading the team in scoring, leading the team in just about everything out there. Uh, nailing three-pointers, he's making his free throws, this and that. So, I mean, no reason why the Utah Jazz shouldn't be uh, a dangerous team for a while. Will they be good, like actually good, good? I don't know. I think they need another piece or so to actually be kind of a contender out there, especially in this conference. Good luck. Uh, They need another piece, and they don't have them yet. I think the Minnesota Terminals will win the season series. Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, blah, blah, blah. It's like, where where do you go with this one? I have a feeling somebody like Nemanja, I have a feeling like Taj Gibson, Nemanja, one of those two guys is going to get 20 in this game. They're going to stand out. Nemanja is going to have one of his efficient type of games. He's going to hit some threes and set other players up. Carl coming down the lane for those emphatic dunks, this and that. Carl will probably lead the team in scoring, but one of those two guys is going to be one of the major keys to this game, in my humble opinion, and that's where I stand with this one. Minnesota's going to win the game. <clears throat> I had the Wolves uh, beating the Dallas Mavericks. I didn't save a score, though, and I apologize for that. Let's go with 108-99. to over the Mavericks. Over the Utah Jazz, <laughs> let's go with like 103 to 100. Very close game, but Minnesota will win. Nemanja Bielitsa hitting clutch threes in the fourth quarter, I think, will be one of the major keys to Minnesota victory. I, I, I can see something like that taking place in the game. Maybe Jeff Teague is a big night, but I don't know. We can't always count on that happening. Denver, the Denver Pioneers. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I don't want them around. The Denver Pioneers. That's obviously college hockey. Not a big fan. Minnesota Timberwolves returned to TNT in high-flying Denver, Colorado. And then we head again the next night to Vince Germano's Los Angeles, Los Angeles Lakers with Chick Hearn leading the way there. And, of course, other players also. Yeah, well, obviously they have their own team and such. Uh, Denver Nuggets hanging on, trying to make the playoffs, and I have a feeling this is not going to be a win. Uh, Minnesota's history in Denver has been quite checkered for decades. It's all over the place, but so far this year, Minnesota's been very positive against the Denver Nuggets. Right now, we would at minimum split the season series if we lose both of these upcoming games. I think Minnesota's going to go 1-1 one one in the upcoming games. I think Minnesota would win on the, uh, April the 11th against the Denver Nuggets. By then, hopefully the Nuggets are out and the Wolves are in. But I think Denver's going to make things interesting on the 5th of April coming up on TNT National Broadcast there. A late game, 9.30, which is always fun to watch coming home from work on a Thursday night. The Denver Nuggets will win the game, unfortunately. Um, I, we've had some pretty entertaining battles with this team over many, 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 many years. 111-104, Minnesota defeated the Nuggets in Denver on the 20th of December. And then just a week later, exactly a week later, Wow, three Wednesday games and one Thursday game. That's kind of funny with the Nuggets. It's like where it's it's hump day with the mountains. Okay, whatever that means. But you know how their logo is a mountain in the middle? I guess it's because we play them on hump day. I guess. 128, whatever that means, right? 128, 125, pardon me, over the Nuggets most recently on the 27th of December. Um... Boy, uh, this team scares me. I, I don't think we're going to win the game, unfortunately. We're going to go 2-1 this week. Maybe we win this one and lose one of the other two. Who knows? Like the freaking Jazz game. Or freaking Dallas. That would suck. Uh, Paul Millsap. Well, no. We're not going there right now. Jamal Murray. Strong. Solid. Uh, love what he's becoming in the NBA. <laughs> Drafted. 
after Chris Dunn, and he's becoming a solid player. Gary Harris went healthy, and he's been healthier now. Thank God for that. Well, bad for us, but good for him. 40% from beyond the arc. I just, you know, Gary Harris is just, he's one of those guys again. I, I say this every time I mention his name, you know, I, I just get a smile when I say the name Gary Harris. He, he's that kind of guy, you know, if you need a shooting guard, you need Gary Harris. You know, he, Gary Harris, you look up shooting guard, and I don't mean like because he's a star, but because he defines the role. He is a legitimate shooting guard who can make shots and get the job done. Almost 18 points a game in the 65 games he has played, so do the math, he's missed nine games this year, about 35 minutes a game, and he, he's moved into that starter role. He's not coming off the bench. Jamal Murray's minutes continue to uh, increase. Nikola Jokic is like the overall star of the team. He's really something, isn't he? He's really become a nice player, Jokic. Um, yep, that's why the Nuggets kept him. And they let Nurkic go. Jokic and Nurkic. Jokic and Nurkic. And they ended up keeping, keeping, keeping. See, there we go. Jokic. Uh, he's averaging six assists. He's one of those European big men who can do it all. Um, wonderful. 18 points, 11 rebounds, six assists. Uh Almost a steal and a half, almost a block. So he doesn't actually average a block a game, which is kind of a bummer. That's Millsap's job, sort of, when he's actually playing. But we'll worry about that whenever. Daryl Arthur, one of those barely, one of those guys barely hanging on out there, way at the end there, and only played in 19 games this season. Still getting an NBA paycheck, luckily for him. Um, Denver Broncos, boy. Kenneth Fareed, that's another one. Mm. I just, I just call him the Broncos, the Nuggets. Uh, Kenneth Reed, a guy who looked like he was emerging into something pretty good out there. And what the heck has happened to Kenneth Reed? I don't think anybody knows what happened to him. There's, there's your milk carton right there. That's a milk carton. I don't know. Uh, Miles Plumley is okay. Whatever. Uh, Barton is, again, one of those guys who was a part of the David Kahn bag of money. The, the $4 million bag of money over there in the corner. The bag's still there, but the money's long gone, given to Kurt Rambis on that draft night, that infamous draft night in 2011 when it was trade down, trade away, trade down, trade away, trade down, trade away. Cash, 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 cash. So, yep, you just trade down, and then the cash fills the uh, the difference. And eventually, okay, there you go. Now we could pay off Kurt Rambis. There you go. So we saved the $4 bucks because we're losing 20 a year, which the Wolves were doing back then. Now I would hope things are just a little bit better for the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, the business there. Uh, Denver has won only two out of their last three. It's hurting their chances to make the postseason, but their schedule hasn't been very helpful either. 149 to 141. What the bloody hell is that? That's a regulation game. Miami scoring 149 against the ever-talented defense of the Denver Nuggets, I suppose. Uh, the Nuggets, though, in back-to-back games, now, of course, there was a day off in between, they scored 141 against Miami and then scored 135 against the Bulls. Zach Levine, hey, man, put a body on somebody. It's all his fault. It's, it's all Zach's fault. His defense sucks, right? Well, it's not really good, but I hope that's not all his fault. 135 against the Bulls. They beat the Bulls by 33 bleeping points in Chicago. Oh, ho, ho. And they beat the Washington Wizards in Washington. That's pretty good. And then again, crushed by Philadelphia and beat in a close, close, close game in Toronto, most recently on the 27th of Marzo. That's Spanish for March, by the way. Uh, until they play the Wolves, it'll be Oklahoma City at Oklahoma City. Ugh. Milwaukee and Indiana coming up. Denver's schedule is not very friendly. Upcoming Minnesota schedule a lot nicer. It's a lot nicer coming up. Um, unfortunately for Denver, though, they're going to have to play us again, and I think we'll bury them on the 11th. But Denver will live to see another day with a victory over the Timberwolves up and coming. I'm going to look at that entertaining, high-scoring 
battle between Minnesota and Denver most recently on the, the end of December there after Christmas, 128-105. Jamal Murray, 21. Just love him. Love what he brings. Will Barton with 28 off the bench. He's still mad about that trade, I guess. It was only like, I don't know how long ago. But yeah, Butler had that 39-point game, and I do believe that was the one. Was this in Target Center? Yes, I think this might have been the game when Jimmy Butler said, you cannot bleep with me. You can't bleep with me. This might be the game. I can't remember. I don't know if that was Portland or Denver. I think it was Denver. And he might have been saying it to Will Barton, who was guarding him at the time. If I remember correctly, Gary Harris didn't have his best game, but that's okay. Um, Jimmy Butler, I don't know. Will he be available by then? No, probably not. Uh, But possibly. He'll possibly be available by the 11th, April the 11th game, to help bury the Nuggets and tell them they can't bleep with us. Once again, uh, back then, yeah, look at Nemanja's role back then. Just a couple minutes off the bench in a basket. No, actually, just one free throw. Eh, just one free throw made and one missed. Mm. Yeah, Butler was dominating the ball. Wiggins had a good game. Gibson had a good game. Only four rebounds, so weird. But in this one, I think Denver's going to win. It's going to win one of those annoying, loud, you know, obviously their fan base is one of the more obnoxious ones, just like the Colorado Avalanche fan base. Oh, can't stand them. Um, but the Nuggets will win the game. Something of the likes of 118 to 118 to 10 to 112, something like that. Um, Wiggins, I expect Wiggins to have a nice game. He, Carl usually is the star that gets the Nuggets. He wasn't particularly on this night. Gary Butler took over in that one. And uh, Carl was okay in the game, but not as good. But again, deferring quite a bit to uh, Mr. Jimmy Butler in that game. Carl with six assists in that game. Um, <clears throat> but we'll see. But I think Denver's going to win the basketball game, bottom line. So with that, we'll take a quick break. Wolves go 2-1. and one, Come back for some fan interaction right after this. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion. Final segment for this week. Fan interaction coming right up, ladies and gentlemen. So, I want to thank everybody for retweeting over there. At, at Wolves Explosion is a Twitter account. At Wolves Explosion, because Timberwolves Explosion doesn't fit, but we have well, we can type a lot more characters than we could before. It's like double now. Okay, that's old news. Let's move on. Vince Germano, Tane Brown, and Levi Brown all retweeting the show. Vince Germano out of Melbourne, Australia. Tane and Levi out of New Zealand. Thank you guys for retweeting the show. Logjam last time around. This one is the maddening split. And it was maddening, all right. Let's stop being, let's stop making Joey mad and making ourselves mad. Levi Brown, Levi Brown tweets myself and Tane about the uh, Shabazz Muhammad box score there from John Meyer, the Daily Wolf, at the Daily Wolf. Uh, Shabazz Muhammad, along with 21 points, 5 rebounds, and 2 steals in 21 minutes, had 3 assists tonight! 3! Wow! Yep. And Levi says, uh, Baz, dropping dimes, yeah? 3 assists. Yep, because Baz is a black hole. He doesn't pass, but he did in this game. And good. You know, Baz, that's one of the things that people probably don't like about you very much. You're kind of like, oh, I got the ball, I have to shoot it. Regardless where I am on the floor, what angle I have on the shot, and who's on me, and how many of them are on me, I'm just going to shoot the ball, because that's how I roll. <clears throat> all offense, baby, all offense. Well, Shabazz, 
you outdid yourself. You got three assists, and good job. And thank you, John Mayer and Levi there for uh, passing that on to myself. Appreciate that. Levi continuing one here from John Krasinski. Johnny K, Johnny Athletic. Now, he's not AP Krasinski anymore. He's Johnny Athletic now, as they say on KFAN and others. The Athletic. Man, wouldn't I like to be on that page? Oh, man, that, that company. Man, Timberwolves Explosion. Joey Athletic on Timberwolves Explosion. Yeah, that'd be nice. Maybe I'd actually be making something finally. But let's continue. Wolves fourth quarter, 11 points on three made baskets. Just a killer, killer loss. Just a killer, killer loss. And I couldn't agree more on that one. That was uh, that was crap. And you heard me talk about it in segment number one. Levi Brown's comment is, I'm upset, but I agree with you that we... Okay, let me start over. I'm screwing this up. I'm upset, but I agree with what you were saying. Sorry about that, Levi. On last week's episode, they probably still will get in the playoffs, but they don't deserve it. And yes, like I was saying, you lose these games, they don't deserve to make the playoffs. And yeah, that was a bullcrap loss. That was like, uh, you know, just shut up and take my money type of thing. That's almost what that was. I mean, really, you know? Yep, that's what that was. And uh, yeah, I think they're going to make it, but God! And then Vince Germano continues this one as well. Also from Johnny K., John Krasinski. Um, John Krasinski's quote here was that Thibs said they talked extensively today about not taking teams lightly. And then Tom Thibodeau says, learn from it and get ready for the next one. We can't look backwards. Yeah, but there's a lot of too much learning. Too much learning and, and not enough earning. You know what I'm saying? Too much learning and not enough earning. Let's earn these wins. And There comes a point in time when if you haven't learned yet, maybe you're dumb. You know, maybe you suck. You know, and I don't want the wolves to suck, but maybe you need to, uh, yeah, just enough with the learning and just move. Get just, just execute blankety blanket. You know, just execute for the love of God. That's that's all there is to say. Execute. You know, finish. Score more than eleven points against one of the worst teams. I don't care how good Memphis's defense is. I don't care if J.B. Bickerstaff is the head coach of the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. God bless him, former Gopher and well liked guy, of course. Kevin McHale loved him, obviously, and of course, again, former gopher and all that, grew up here, son of Bernie Bickerstaff, NBA head coach with the uh, Seattle Supersonics, the Seattle Supersonics, of course, Washington Wizards along the way. Um, and now let's see what uh, Vince Germano had to say here, and I like it, I love what he says here. If we had a dollar, every time we talked about the Wolves doing this, losing to teams they should beat, well, yeah, we would be very rich, Vince. I mean, we would be wealthy, because this continues to happen. Even Nathan Kingdom out there, Nate Kingdom, a uh, friend of mine, back in the good old days at Maranatha Christian Academy. Those of you listening may have gone there. Some of you, maybe Nate Lindholm, if he's listening, you know the name Nate Kingdom. He was posting on there too about how um, not not on the uh, he went like on his Facebook page, and I was replying to it and all that. He was saying how uh, yeah, I mean it's just typical Minnesota teams. We we play down to our opponent. I mean the Vikings used to do it all the time in the Dennis Green era, and they still do it sometimes. I mean, when you lose, when you get blown out by a uh, Indianapolis team that wasn't even going to make the playoffs, and I mean blown out in your own uh, stadium, that's bullcrap. That's even playing worse than your opponent in that case. But uh, yeah, this was, yeah, I don't know. I think it was worse than your opponent too. And that's what took place there. Uh, another one, uh, Levi Brown on Twitter, of course. Uh, Chris Creamer. Chris Creamer. That's an interesting name. Chris Creamer. Hmm. <laughs> cool. Uh, he was saying at least seven NBA teams will wear classic throwback uniforms in 2018-2019. And there's some cool ones, like the Atlanta Hawks one is way, way, way back in the old days. 
and way back when it was kind of this uh this is what brought Atlanta to wearing blue but this is more like that baby blue color that almost periwinkleish blue with red and the Charlotte Hornets with the striped logos come on where where am I let's go where I need to go here I'm going to navigate little navigation here yes let's get the let's get the Google Maps here to figure out where the heck I'm going cuz I'm too stupid to find my way okay I'm just kidding that's I think what is going on out there I think that's exactly what's going on. <clears throat> yeah. And I'm not ripping people. I'm just saying I think that's what the plan is. But <clears throat> I'll leave that under wraps. I think if, if you heard me, good for you. Uh, Atlanta Hawks, that's back in the uh, the old days. This might even be St. Louis Hawks, quite frankly. I think it is, unless they had just moved there. I think it's a St. Louis Hawks jersey, actually. Yeah, I think so. Because I, I think so. Because the Atlanta Hawks, they wore that lime green and Blue, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Hmm. Lime green and blue. That sounds eerily familiar. I can't imagine where I got that from. Uh, Charlotte Hornets, yep, the striped uniforms and that's the, the Lonzo Mooring and, and uh, gosh, uh, what were all, uh, Larry Johnson. This is when they were actually on the Charlotte Hornets and what a way to start a franchise, Charlotte Hornets. That was amazing. Alonzo Mourning and, and, and then they had Muggsy Bogues and they had others. What that franchise started out better than any of them. I mean, Minnesota, we had like nothing basically. I mean, you had Tony Campbell, who was a role player with the Lakers. You had Pooh Richardson, whose name was more interesting than his game. I mean, he couldn't even make a free throw. How many point guards that can't make a free throw are successful in the NBA? I'm still waiting on that one. Uh, Doug West, again, a guy who was taken in the second round, who was part of the '85 Villanova Wildcats, who pulled off the awesome upset and won it all. But um, still. Charlotte, yeah, they started things out a little better than us. Uh, Miami had Glenn Rice, that ain't bad. Um, I believe they had Jamal Mashburn, didn't they? So they weren't bad either. But uh, let's digress. Uh, Orlando started out good because they got Shaq. So, okay, everybody started out good but us. Golden State back in the 70s, I believe, circa the 70s. I don't think there were those in the 80s. Pretty cool-looking thing there. That's the 49ers era. Well, it says 71. I guess that's about that time. Back in the 49ers, yep. So, yep, 88, that would be the Charlotte Hornets first year. Yep, them and the Miami Heat, and then Minnesota and, uh, Minnesota and Orlando started in 89. Yep, the Hawks, it says 68. So, I guess that, yep, that's Atlanta. Maybe they are, that's like a St. Louis, but they had just moved to Atlanta, and then they got that lime green and blue look that looks familiar. And then there's a really old Warriors one, the 62 Warriors. Interesting. So, it actually shows the year. That makes it better. Actually, I think that's freaking awesome. The City, 62. Yep, that's the old days, and they wore that. But it was, wasn't it a broken bridge? I don't know why the bridge is broken, but it was broken. Why am I still seeing the same stuff here? Come on, people. Hickory? Who the heck is Hickory? Well, go Hickory. Uh, Yeah. Oh, that's the Pacers? The Hickory? Yum. Uh, yum. Smoked Pacers? I guess. And then the Wolves wore these in 96-97. Uh, yep, there's the Wolves ones with the trees, and that's the Kevin Garnett's uh, second season in the NBA. Marbury's rookie year. It says 97, but it was 96-97. Remember? That was the year the Wolves actually first made the playoffs, and the, who was the team that was uh, the Wolves had to eliminate to officially make the postseason? The Clippers. Sounds familiar, doesn't it, all these years later? Sounds eerily familiar. I, I can't imagine where I'm getting that from, but, hmm, an Orlando magic. Yuck. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Oh, they're okay. Why does it say 97, though? They didn't start playing in 97. Shame on you. The Wolves started wearing those jerseys in 97. Orlando... Yeah. Yeah, this Orlando jersey... No, that's the original, right? I don't remember. Damn it. 
Oh, well, we'll continue. Cool stuff, though. Cool stuff. I'm glad you brought this up. I love looking at retro jerseys of the Utah Jazz 79. That year sounds familiar to me. And that's, I believe, it. There, I don't think there's more. Is there? They should have, like, the the, the, or the 80s Hawks jerseys, though. Is there is is there a better jersey in NBA history than the 80s Hawks? The 60s Hawks? Okay, sure. The late 60s there. You know, when uh, Robert Kennedy was running for president before bad things happened to him, unfortunately. Um Those were, uh, those Hawks jerseys were freaking awesome. Like 88, you know, Bird versus uh, Wilkins, all that. You tell me you don't like those uniforms, and I'm going to slap your face. They're the best uniforms of all time, in my humble opinion. Best NBA uniforms ever. The only one that competes in them is the Seattle Sonics, Super Sonics, you know, from uh, late 70s to like 94, 95 ish. And then they got those weird, like, red and green, like, pre-Minnesota wild colors. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyhow, today Brown continues to should have brought the original Timberwolves ones or even the Muskies. Yes. Yes. I like them better than those Trees ones. The Trees ones are okay. And it's good memories because that's when the Wolves started to get good. And you had Marbury and the excitement. Oh, my God. The, the kids. You know, Garnett and Marbury. And then you had Tommy Gunn right between the eyes. Tom Gugliotta with the barbed wire. You had this fill-in center who had a really good single season, Dean Garrett, who was fun to watch. Um, this one center who was just okay, um, but he was all right. So original Wolves would be my top choice, even though they stunk big time the whole time. But, well, you know, you got to start somewhere, right? So, oh, man. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Then we're going to move on to the Facebook page. First, we'll give a quick shout-out to Flips Army. Facebook.com forward slash Flips Army. Do look that up. Give that a like and a follow if you could. Trevor Wickerin, kind enough to allow me to post links to Timberwolves Explosion on that Facebook page. They have nice in-game threads and other conversation about anything. Could be the uniforms, could be the, could be God knows what, <laughs> but NBA related as long as it's not celebrating how great the Warriors are because we're happy for them, you know. We, that's great. Let's move on. Oh, I want to say something quick too. I liked what Garnett said about Michael Jordan. Thank you, Kevin Garnett. For defending Michael Jordan the way you did, and how Michael Jordan, <laughs> he was like he was the first guy who would come into camp in shape the way he did, and it changed the league forever. Of course, Bird and Magic were the guys that officially really started changing things. They were like the George Washington and Thomas Jefferson of the NBA. Quite frankly, in terms of you know, it went from a league that was filled with you know drugs and problems, this and that, and th- and the league was falling apart, and then you get Thomas Jefferson and George Washington coming in there. Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and that changed everything. And then Michael Jordan was a guy who escalated it to the next level. And uh, wow, <laughs> and the NBA, every single player today, uh, at least owes some respect to those guys in a huge way. I mean, those three players, those three men, changed the league forever. Of course, you had the continuing boom years of the Kim Olajuwon, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Carl Malone, John Stockton, and then eventually Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, Patrick Ewing. If I mentioned him already, David Robinson. Hakeem Olajuwon, my God, yes. Uh, that was an amazing draft, by the way. Um, the 84 draft, but of course there were some busts in between. Guys that missed out on uh, some of those studs. And you can name many, 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 many more. Uh, <laughs> Dominique Wilkins, yes. Dominique Wilkins is a huge one. He was in between Magic and uh, Magic Bird and then Michael. You know, that whole, yeah, he was like in the in-between part there. Let's continue. 
Uh, I think this is all there is, and I'll come back to it. I'm going to jump ahead. Okay, yep, all there is is about this 56-point game, but a little teeny bit of conversation, which I greatly appreciate. I said 56, I'll just leave this here, and then it generated conversation because people knew what I'm talking about. And Vince Germano says something I couldn't agree with more. Uh, Vince Germano says at least Mo Williams doesn't hold the record now. Yes, <laughs> what a joke that was, and hell yes. Ali Siddiqui says, Beast. And then Levi Brown. Ali Siddiqui is local. Vince Germano out of Australia there. Levi Brown, as mentioned earlier, out of New Zealand, says, Nice way to recover from the Memphis beating. Also, Memphis beat the Trailblazers, which is really good. Really helpful. Scott Doherty posts 56 points. New franchise record. And nice graphic there with Carl Anthony Towns getting the job done. And boy, did he ever. That was awesome. I was saying, did somebody say Alpha Award? Well, yes, you got it. And then Scott Doherty says, thanks, Boston, as they were able to take care of business against the Jazz and keep the Wolves ahead of the Jazz so we don't have to get swept by the Rockets in the first round. I don't really want to play the Warriors either. Uh, let's play Portland. I could That would be an entertaining series. I don't know if we'd win, especially with Portland having home ice advantage. Home ice, right? I love saying that. Yeah, I love when Dan Burrell says that. Uh, L.A. Siddiqui says, wraps up this section, says also 15 boards and 6 of 8 from 3, and that's for damn sure. Just efficient. Is there a word efficient there? It is. And talk about efficient. One hour. Exactly. I can't believe it. That's awesome. Of course, it's going to go slightly over an hour, but because I'm going to give a quick shout-out to the Courtside Podcast. I want to thank Vince Germano, Hank McCoy, of course. Hank McCoy uh, is actually Wayne Hunt. Wayne Hunt is the alpha dog there. Vince Germano, Wayne Hunt is out of... Uh, Sydney, Australia. I believe Stu Benson is as well, if I remember correctly. Vince Germano out of Melbourne, Australia in the Victoria Providence there. Great guy. Just a legend, as they say in Australia. That's one of the things they say when you say a great guy. They say legend. And that's what, that's what Vince is. Uh, Hank McCoy, love you too. I, and I keep calling him Hank McCoy. It's, gonna, it's never going to get it out. It's a nickname, and his real name is Wayne Hunt. Wayne Hunt. Wayno. And Stu Benson as well. Um... Check out the Courtside Podcast, an awesome show. They do not, and I mean they do not, just focus on their teams. This show is a Timberwolves show, but I do branch out into basketball as well. It's funny how a lot of the, the guys there, the, the, like Hank, uh, Wayno and stuff, they say stick to just the Wolves in terms of, well, well, when it's stated the Wolves, but I can branch out in NBA as well, and I'm always talking about other things. I'm talking about NBA history and, of course, Jordan and all these other guys. I've been branching all over the place today, and I enjoyed the hell out of this show. Man, this is a fun one today. Uh, I, I hope you enjoyed it as well. But um, if you enjoy hearing basketball conversation and all that, you're going to want to download the Courtside Podcast if you haven't yet. Download and subscribe to it on iTunes. There's also Podbean. So if you don't have iTunes available like your Android Samsung like me, uh, I do have iPods though, so I still use iTunes for that, particularly when I'm mowing lawns. But uh, there's Podbean as well. They're on Podbean and iTunes, of course, Double Twist is available for anything on iTunes, also on Android. But Podbean is where you probably want to go just because for the uh, Courtside Podcast if you don't have iTunes. Or maybe you could even use Podbean on the Apple device as well, whatever it is. But an awesome show. And they go all over the place. They talk. Uh, they're just incredible basketball knowledge. And I love their special shows, but I love their even their short ones as well. They do an amazing job. Uh, uh, Wayne, Vince, and Stu Benson. And I almost called him Hank again. Unbelievable. Uh, again, Hank McCoy. There you see, there it is. Vince G- Jiminy. I, 
Wayne Hunt designed this this logo, the New Timberwolves Explosion logo, and Levi Brown was able to get it to fit on HipCast, the ever-picky HipCast, but uh, that's ready to roll there. Uh, Stu Benson, the richest man in Australia, right? So <laughs> they always joke about that, have fun with that. I believe he's in the financial world, which I would like to be in as well. It's uh, interesting stuff, you know, IRAs and all that. I love it. But um, we'll leave that where that is. Going to tell you how to get on this show again. Remember the uh, Twitter account. Please tweet that. The Facebook page. All the links will be in the show description. The final way to get on, though, is audio. Audio. That's right. You can actually hear yourself uh, with me on here. The phone line is 209-736-7877. 209-736-787. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Imagine you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion. Do your statement, shout-out, comment, question, and opine. It's a three-minute limit because it is an actual voicemail, but it's already MP3 and all that, so that's the easy part about it. Um, the other route is the call now button on the Facebook page. That goes through Facebook Messenger to the same phone line, the whole same shebang there. And then the final route is the audio submission route, which you can use any smart device on the planet, the free voice recording application. Treat it like a phone call for uh, three to five minutes, whatever it is, whatever you want to do. Some people have a little green light to go longer, and that's a good chunk of you, I suppose. So... <sighs> Just save it and email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com, and then I convert it into an MP3 file thanks to zomzar.com or Converto, whichever works, whichever is necessary, depending on the type of file is getting sent my way. So thanks again in advance. Please do write a positive review on iTunes or Stitcher if you could, if you want to help the show, and it's greatly appreciated if you could. And I will thank you on air when I do see it, if you're able to do that. We'd appreciate it so much. It only helps this show in a huge way. All right, so hopefully the Wolves can continue in a positive direction. Stop screwing around. It's been a 500 month. Oh, let's finish above 500, please, for the month of March. Move forward, and let's uh, take care of business here this coming week. We'll talk to you soon.